0: I have been excited about tonight for a long time, ever since I kind of came up with the idea to do this. Um, But uh, tonight's going to be really fun. We are having a relationship goals discussion panel, okay? You guys submitted questions. I have looked at them. I threw away a couple um, because y'all listened to Blake last week when he said to ask weird things. And so I, I took out some of the really weird ones, y'all know who you are, but, uh, but we've, got a, we've got some questions for, about relationships that you guys are asking about relationships, about dating, about marriage, so um, I want to introduce our couples. First off, y'all go ahead and come up, we have Daniel and Keisha Arnold, y'all give it up for Daniel and Keisha. And, yeah, just, yeah, wherever, y'all can stay over there. And y'all have been married s- five years, okay. Yeah, so they've been married for five years, and then we only have half of this next couple because Caleb is sick, as I mentioned. Um, Deanne had to stay home and take care of the little dude. Oh, we're going to FaceTime Deanne in. I love that. We're going to FaceTime her in. So y'all give it up for Sean and Deanne (laughs) via FaceTime. And they have been married 10 years. They just celebrated their 10-year anniversary like two months ago, I think. Hi, Deanne. She says Hello. And then our third couple, many of you know from First Priority, Shane and Natalie are the directors of First Priority for Milan and Odessa. So y'all give it up for Shane and Natalie Kenny, And they have been married 22 years, although you wouldn't believe it, right? You would never guess it. She's only 29, so that math is a little weird, but that's okay. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you guys some mics so that everybody can hear, and y'all can just kind of pass them around. Yeah, y'all can take that one over there. So that we can just kind of pass them around. Y'all, everybody can share. And I'm just going to ask the questions and let whoever feels compelled to answer, answer. Are the mics on? Are they working?
1: Um,
0: you can you can add. That's fine too. Yeah, if somebody else answers, but you've got a great answer as well, that's fine too. Just be civil. It'll be, it'll be good. We'll have a good time here. Okay. So, uh question here's where we're gonna start and i love this question i think it's really really cool and really funny um question number one was it awkward when you first started dating does anybody want to answer that was it awkward when you first started dating okay
2: um it was super awkward
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you guys were young you guys were like
2: like i was 14 and he was 17 and i don't think we talked in person for like four months
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right that's impressive that's pretty impressive. Anybody else have awkward dating stories? now? No? Go ahead. They say no. Shane's going to. Uh,
3: of course I do. <laughs> Aside from Jesus, this is the greatest love story ever told. Um, yeah, so we've been married for that long and we never dated. So.
0: They didn't date. They just went from friendship to engagement, basically.
1: So we didn't have the awkward date moment.
0: So they did not have it. Um, here's another cool here, here's another question did any of you guys wait till marriage for your first kiss no okay. nope. no 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 none of them waited okay, till marriage for their first kiss no, totally <laughs> okay but you <laughs> encourage you, think, you too. Yeah. Th- they encourage you guys we to encourage. yeah that is something that that is becoming a little more popular nowadays and uh, uh-huh. and so you know I, and I'm the single dude who's getting ready to get married, so you know, but I know that we all you guys probably all would say you had to set boundaries before you got married, and so if no kissing is your boundary, great, do that you know if that's where you need to set the boundary, I would encourage all of you guys who are in this kind of dating stages of life if that's where you want if that's where you need to set it to keep yourselves pure then then set it there that's 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 great um, and this one here I think we'll get some more. Uh, Response to: Is it hard falling in love with that person, and is it hard trusting them?
4: Do you want to help with that? Did you hear the question? Go ahead. Did you hear the question? Yes. Um, To me, falling in love is not hard. Um, I just uh, trusting is very hard, and and it um, I would say that trusting is something that you have to do continually. Um, not just when you get married, um, but throughout your marriage, um, you know, and and I think the term falling in love is almost overused sometimes, um, because, you know, you know, loving someone is a decision, and it's not just something that you fall in and out of, it's not a, it's not a feeling, it's a decision, and so um, I think, you know, the whole idea of falling in love is is super easy, um, but trusting is something that you have to work at continually so that's how I feel about it what do you think babe okay
0: she agrees if y'all couldn't hear the facetime <laughs> <laughs> yeah more than one person can answer so if somebody else wants to add to that y'all
3: feel free hey, are you talking about the trusting at the beginning or now uh, either Trusty. one
0: it, it doesn't does say? say it just says is, is it hard to trust them
3: The falling in love wasn't hard shoot look at her um (laughs) no but anyway no falling in love was was um yeah i was falling for her way before she fell for me so um but the trusting part it you know you really it wasn't not trusting her it was kind of not trusting how's this going to go what is this going to look like you know because when you commit to something like this i mean it's a forever thing and so you really don't how are we going to make it how are we it's kind of that stuff but it wasn't necessarily not trusting her you know when you fall for her and i mean everything i'm 100%, i trust her with everything um, give her everything so it's no it wasn't hard trusting her
1: okay but he didn't always i think he's <laughs> forgotten <laughs> true I, why I why did you not why not all right
3: because um, it's nice coming out y'all all right so natalie wasn't necessarily the first girl that i was dating okay but i never once dated a girl that didn't cheat and so to me, I always thought that, man, that's how girls are. They cheat. They, you know, go, they lie. And, and so even though Natalie is Natalie, uh, you know, it's kind of like, man, I don't know. I don't know how this works because I've never been in a, a healthy relationship that you could trust the other person. So, no, at the first it was hard because I just never trusted anybody, never had anybody that, that gave me a reason to. So, but, yeah, hard at first. I guess, I guess I would further reiterate
5: that it's like trust builds. I mean, like you don't just naturally jump into a relationship and then just trust somebody with everything that you've ever had. I mean, like you build on that. That's what I'm
0: going to emphasize. Yeah. That's good. Now, this one's not quite so serious. Is life after the wedding all lovey-dovey? Wow, that was For funny. The end right? just laughed really hard on the Facetime. If y'all didn't hear that, but the end, would you like to to you
4: gotta say something, yeah,
1: to you go
0: know. to go further?
6: No, it's not all levy Debbie. Uh, I think it goes back to what he said a minute ago that it's a choice, and um, I guess I should do this. Huh? You
4: know.
6: And so, you know, you make a choice every day whether you're going to show your spouse love and and whether you're going to receive their love. And so um, it it definitely is a choice. And, you know, life is going to throw curveballs and things are going to make it where it's not all lovey-dovey all the time.
0: All right. That's awesome. Anybody else want to add to that, her? Anybody's welcome to, nobody has to, but I'm going to combine the next two questions cuz they're kind of the same thing. You might have to define oh yeah, that's the, the <laughs> definition of lovey-dovey, but uh, I guess it's a question, but the next two questions I'm going to combine. How do you tolerate each other? And how do you handle when something is bugging you about your spouse? How do you tolerate each other? <laughs> and how do you handle when something is bugging you about your spouse? I know there are answers I, to be had here. I'm not I, letting y'all get away from well, answering this one. Well, uh,
4: I, I don't think that you um, – I, I mean, I feel like tolerate is really kind of an abrasive word to say. It is. I, that's the word so yeah Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I tolerate my dog, you know. I mean, I don't <laughs> feel like I tolerate my wife. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is when you have an issue, how do you solve that? How do you it? handle kinda when something is bugging kinda? you okay. about your sp- yeah. Um Well, the first thing you've got to do is evaluate. I would say through, you know, 10 years of being married, the first thing you got to do is evaluate that feeling. Um, is it, you know, where's it coming from? Um, you know, is it something that you're allowing your feelings to kind of dictate the truth? Um, especially, you know, being believers, uh, I mean, you've got to, you really have to evaluate that feeling. Um, I would say, um, if there's, you know, an, an issue that arises that's legitimate, then I feel like the first thing you want to do is pray about it and just ask God to give you wisdom on the way to present, you know, your frustration with your spouse. Um, and then, uh, of course, um, you know, just um, I would say, create an environment that's safe to talk about it. Uh, the, you know, the way not to handle it would be like. Well, when you did this, it really made me mad. And so, you know, that's not the way to approach it. The best way to say is, um, you know, one of the things that Deanne and I do is we say, um, are you available? And that the spouse or your, you know, your husband or wife knows um, that they want to talk to you about something serious or that's bothered them. And so then they, you know, I'll say or she'll say, yes, I'm available. And so then you become a listener and a speaker. So the person that says you're available, of course, the speaker, other person's a listener. So you, you share how you feel, um, and then you give the listener a, a minute or a moment to um, reiterate what you said and say, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is, and then they share what, You've told them has frustrated you, and then you tell them if it's accurate their translation of what you said. And there's times that um, your your spouse, your husband and wife will get it right, and there's times that um, even there's been times when Dan I've had we'll have something arise and she'll she'll um, translate what I said and she'll actually add things to it that I really that was underneath the surface that she picked up on that is and that's huge um, for communication wise. But I would definitely say. Um, just creating a safe environment, but also um, making sure they are available uh, during that time and set a time aside that you can really focus on the issue at hand. So, do you want to add anything, babe? Um, well,
6: I would say um, communication is huge, and um, if you can't communicate when you're dating, it it's gonna be hard to communicate later don't think oh well marriage will solve this we'll communicate better once we're married or once we have kids like it it's not easy to communicate and it's not going to get easier if you get married or when you get married and so communication is definitely huge in um you know communicating to your spouse when if there's something that is bothering you and it can be little things. I mean, i stuff the trash. <laughs> and that's not a you know, it's not a salvation thing. It's not a, but like, you know, there's there's little things and you 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 know when they bother your spouse and and the longer you're married, the more you'll pick up on things that, you know, bothers them or that and you just you love them enough to want to change those things um but i also agree on the tolerate it's not that you tolerate them um i hope nobody ever feels like i have to tolerate my spouse but um i think that communication is huge
0: anybody else want to add anything to that there's lots of room oh,
3: okay. yeah I mean I think that you have to go communication obviously is important but I think you also have to weigh uh, the weigh the thing that's bothering you is it really that big of a deal you know what are the consequences in um, in, in saying something about it if it really doesn't matter in a relationship that's gonna last a long time you've got to be able to give a little bit and take them for who they are and tolerate is not even a, a good word at all but to see, I mean, you you realize that people are different. I mean, people have different personalities; they have different, you know, ticks, and so you really kind of have to. I think weigh does it really bug me enough that, that it's going to affect anything? Um, because there's no sense in being nitpicky, and you know, but communication is important. But you also got to weigh it. I think. I mean, you just don't want to tell everybody everything, every little every little thing that bugs you. Ah, you did that again, and I can't believe you're doing that. You know, it's a give and take. You just I think I I would say as far as
5: uh, like communication about when you've got an issue with what somebody's doing like personally this is my experience nine times out of 10 if Keisha's getting on my nerves it's my fault I'm probably I'm I'm (laughs) either I'm either grouchy or I am hungry (laughs) and if I mean like if I can fix my perspective then 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 everything everything that she I mean she's good it's just it's usually me and so I would, I would evaluate yourself before you say, hey, you're bugging me, good.
0: And those are great, you know, that is great conflict resolution, all of that, with your friends, with your parents, with your teachers, with your coaches, like that's not just in a dating or marriage relationship. Y'all, that is advice that is good for every person you interact with in life, especially those that you see often or live with or are in your family, that kind of stuff. Man, that's all really good advice for every uh interpersonal, re- you know, thing we have. So, that's good stuff. Um and it's, and uh so let's go to the next one here. This one gets a little a little deeper again. Why is love so hard? And that's coming from uh, you know, a student, mm-hmm. you know, but why is love hard?
1: Because it hurts, now. I love I, know. I, know, really <laughs> I had to do it I'm so immature um but it's okay but no I think why love is hard is because you have to become vulnerable and I think that so often we don't want to put ourselves out there I don't care what relationship you're in um, that's the hardest part is that you're, you're getting ready to give of yourself that part of it and what if it's not received or what if someone doesn't give back in that way and you're thinking man but I put myself out there and so I think that's really difficult to be willing to do that um, in any relationship, whether it's with, with my spouse or whether it's with my kids, um, even with friends, I think you find yourself pulling back because um, love does hurt. It can hurt, but man, it's worth it. No one ever said they were loved too much. It's so it's so worth it. So um, I just challenge you to do that. But I think that I love that what he said before. Love is thrown around so much. It's like, oh, I love pizza. Oh, I love football. Which okay, I I do Amen. love football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ohio State. Um, but but within a relationship, it's a totally different type of love. So I think it's identifying what those different types of love are. So that whole agape, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think love can be hard, um, because you have to like make an effort every day to put your spouse ahead of yourself, and we so um. It's easy to just be selfish all the time like and so you just constantly have to say is this good for my husband and is this would make would this make my husband happy you know everything like that so that's really hard and also being vulnerable and just being open about everything even your deepest darkest secrets or anything like that your struggles that's really hard to be open with your spouse but I um, like Sean said earlier creating an environment where you can be honest is like huge so and that's something everyone should do
4: you have anything or no
6: i was i was gonna say this uh, you know we it's in our nature to be selfish it's in our nature to take care of our own needs and make sure that our own needs are met um and so we have to um one of the reasons love is hard is because it's putting someone else's needs above your own and so I think um, sometimes you can understand it more when you become a parent, but um, that's, what I, that's what love is. It's just uh, meeting someone else's needs even above whatever your own needs are.
4: Well, and one of the things that I wanted to say um, about love being hard is, um, I mean, it's, it's a fight. I mean, that, that's the truth. Um, you have to fight your, your feelings, your thoughts. Um, you know, the Bible talks about taking your thoughts captive. Um, and it's a mind hustle. I mean, it really is. I mean, you got, I mean, your mind will try to hustle you and tell you, well, you know, Dan does, you know, my, that's my wife's name. Dan don't really care about me. You know, Dan doesn't care about how I feel. It doesn't, you know, how many times, you know, do I got to say this or, and so you gotta, you gotta fight your thoughts and take them captive, even when it comes to, um, your spouse and things like that, because I mean, you know, the enemy wants nothing more. Uh, then to destroy your marriage, I mean, that's what he wants, you know. I mean, that, uh, that's what he, and he wants you to believe lies. He wants you to believe that um, your spouse uh, doesn't, um, you know, doesn't care about the way you feel or is inconsiderate or whatever the thoughts that he, because the truth is, if you stop for a second and take that inventory and evaluate that thought and say, wait, hold up a second, oh, okay, um, Deanne loves me, Deanne does care how I feel, um, Deanne is a mother of my four children, soon to be five hallelujah okay um you know what I'm saying, and so it i I think that's the to me personally as as a man is is that mind hustle is my is my mind trying to fight against the truth that's in my heart that you know what I know my wife loves me, I know my wife wants to please me and and be the woman that um God has called her to be, and all those things and so you really have to take. Um those thoughts that come against your up you know in your mind and and really dispel them and just really speak the truth um even though you may have feelings going on inside of you of frustration um or disappointment or whatever, you still have to make that conscious decision to believe the truth that your spouse um does love you so
3: oh, yes. oh. he
1: is such a girl
3: <laughs> come on. <laughs> This is what I think. I don't love hurts. I think that the more uh, the more you open yourself up to love other people and the more you allow yourself to be loved by somebody else, the more you open up, the more you're opening yourself up to be hurt. You know, the more vulnerable, um, you know, as far as our relationship, you know, marriage isn't a 50-50 thing. It's a 100-100. And so when there's nothing between you that there's no secrets, there's no... Uh, n- nothing between you're given all of yourself, then you're opening yourself up to be hurt, and that's in friendships or anything else. So, but you know what? It's worth it, like Natalie said at the end of it, it's worth it to give yourself that much 100% and to be loved back 100%, knowing that you know. That there's a chance to hurt. So the more you open yourself up to love other people, the more you're opening yourself up to be hurt by people. And so that's why I think is why it's hard. And so that's why there's a lot of surfacy relationships because people aren't willing to, to give because of whatever, whether it's their past or whether it's whatever, they're just not willing to give that 100%. So marriages are failing. So I don't know. I think that's why it hurts is because you got to give so much and then uh, open yourself up and be vulnerable.
0: All right, last, last thing before we go. I'd like each of you, we'll start down here with Daniel. Um, I'd just like each of you to take 30 seconds or less to give one piece of advice, dating, relationship, whatever the one thing, if you get one thing across to junior and senior high schoolers um, in 30 seconds or less, we'll start down there. with Daniel, we'll just go down the road. Um,
5: if to, to junior and high school about dating, um, I wouldn't pursue it um, I mean like I, I love that I'm married I love that I found my wife very young but there are there are other priorities to put ahead um, I mean you you're, there are there I mean if if the love of your life walks in you know I mean then that's awesome that's great but I wouldn't just go around looking for love constantly I would I mean I would focus your relationship on God right now definitely that would be my advice to you
2: um, my advice would be to um, really try to stay pure and um, really focus on your purity and your relationship with Christ as well. We did date very young. No, we didn't wait to kiss so we got married, but we are the only person each other has kissed. And to me, that's a huge deal, and I wish everybody got to experience that. And, like, so I just encourage y'all to just wait, like, even for holding hands or whatever, even if you're dating, just to wait on all the physical everything.
4: You want to go next, or you want me to? You yeah, go first. Well, what I would say is, um, I, I mean, I totally uh, get what um, Keisha and Daniel are saying, and, and that's that's awesome. And and um, but um, that was not my story, or Deanna and I's story. Um, and so, what I would say is, if you are going to pursue that uh, in junior high or high school, which I perish the thought, because I have girls, um, <laughs> three of them so anyways but if it is something you're going to do talk to your parents about it talk to your counselor at school talk to your youth pastor talk to your um, somebody that's that is married or that you know has some leadership under them for accountability purposes don't try to hide it from them don't try to keep it to you and yourself because when you do that is when impurity does set in because you're trying to keep oh well I don't want to tell because they may tell me not to date. Um, not everybody's going to tell you not to date. I respect that. I think that's awesome. But what I would say is, if you're going to date, have some accountability. Talk to your parents about it. Talk to your youth pastor. Talk to somebody about it. So I, that's that. My thought would be, or my, the thing I would want you to, I know I'm past 36. Accountability. Okay. Share it with somebody. If you're going to, if you're going to date, talk to somebody um, about about what you're thinking about doing and, and share it. So.
6: And, and don't make it your best friend either. Um, let it be a mentor, somebody that's older, somebody that you um, you respect um, and maybe has some a little more life under their belt, you know, a little bit older and uh, and also just really let your relationship with God be your number one um, priority. You know, when Sean and I started dating um, we both were seeking God with everything that we had and uh, before that I mean we, we hadn't really um, just given it all to God and just allowed him to lead us and to show us who he had for us because um, you know all the time before that was just it was wasted and um, so just really really put your relationship with God above any other relationship and if you choose to today just make sure that that you um, have some guidelines have some you know things that you know that you decisions make them beforehand don't wait until you're in a predicament and think oh I'll, I'll make the right choice now no go ahead and make the choices now so that when you're in those situations uh, you don't have to try to make a decision what you're going to do
1: okay here's mine 30 seconds mine would be data believer Oh, my goodness, we all go out there and we, like, we're going to flirt to convert or we think that God's going gonna to bring them in and they're going to come to know the Lord. And I will tell you, the Bible tells you the opposite every single time. So that if I could tell you anything, don't start off the relationship rough. Make sure that, you know, first of all, you've accepted him, but then secondly, they have. I've never, because you don't want to go to church alone. I'm going to tell you that you don't. And the last thing is just to fall in love with them all over again every day. Shane and I, of course, have had our moments, but I'll tell you there have only been moments. They didn't define our marriage. But even to this day, when he walks into a room and when we're at different schools, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's mine. It's so important because we were best friends first. We knew so much about each other that communication was never an issue. Because we just we chose to find out everything we could that we'd have no excuses. So that's the other thing, too. And I'm going to tell you, it's doable. It is so doable. But make sure that they love God more than they love you. It's, it's worth it.
3: All right. We still get butterflies after yes. 22 years. Yes. Uh, so here's my thing. Man, don't date to date. Mm-hmm. Don't just date somebody because you think you have to have somebody that is Facebook approved or because you have to, you know, I, I got to go to the dance and I got to have a date. I got to have somebody. I got to, got to, got to, you know don't just date to date one if they're not somebody that you would marry let them go cut them loose okay if they're not married marriage material let them go okay and natalie she always tells girls this she said uh you know there are some guys that 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 you would marry or and there's some that would be great friends you know so don't don't just date to date OK, the second thing is, is man, there, there's seven and a half a billion people on the planet and God at creating all of these people that have ever come and gone. He created one for you, just one for you for the rest of your life. Chase after God and find out who that one is, because everybody else, you're just playing games. That one person you want to spend the rest of your life with anything else in between. The second, the, the third thing, <laughs> hey, pray for him. You know, our daughters. As soon as they were born, from that day on, we have prayed every day for the for the guy who's going to be in my girl's life for the rest of her life. We've been praying for a long time for whoever that guy is, that God will show them. God will show him to our daughters. Of course, we're going to meet him first, but I mean, so <laughs> pray that God shows them. Well, we God's. Know,
1: oh, oh, God, did you see him in a room because you've been praying for him longer yeah. than us? So and we're like, no, we
3: didn't spot one yet. <laughs> no, but be specific in your prayer. Pray that, you know, this is my prayer. God, I pray for this guy that's going to end up marrying my daughters. And I pray that he's living a life that's pleasing to you. And I pray pray that he's saving himself for my daughter. And I pray that he's he's growing in you and chasing after you. Pray for that guy, man. Pray for him. Or that girl. Yeah, don't ever settle. Don't ever settle. Mm
0: -mm. That's awesome. That's so good. Can you guys give our panelists another hand? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And I would encourage you, you know... It's it's funny, we do have a little bit of an age disparity in our panel tonight, but but I kind of consider all of them my peers and my friends in various ways. Um, but, you know, I, preparing for marriage, look up to people. You know, I look at my parents who've been married for 30, 83. 33 years this June. 32 and a half years right now. Um, I look at all of these guys, you know, Shannon Natalie, 22 years. I look at um, my fiance. We're lucky enough. Her, our parents combined have almost 70 years of marriage under their belts because um, her parents have been married more than 35 years. I think about some of your parents who I know are here and have long you know, marriages. Look up to those people. Talk to those people. Ask them questions. If you got a question that didn't get asked tonight, Pull them aside later. Talk, you know, when you see Shane and Natalie at first priority, say, hey, can I ask you about something that I wanted to ask you about the other night? Or when you see these guys at church or whatever, find people who are Christians. Find Christians who are more mature than you and have more experience and learn from them. There's no greater teacher than experience. And if we, as unmarried people, we myself included, can avoid some pitfalls by talking to people who have done it before us, um, I'm all about that. And so even if it's just in your dating life, you know, again, most of you guys are 10, 15 years from marriage. That's okay. Uh, these, the, this kind of, yeah, 20, 30, whatever. This kind of advice is never bad to hear. So hope you guys got something out of tonight. It was a little, it was fun. It was interesting, I think. And so let me pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll roll out of here. Heavenly Father, thank you for this night. God, I thank you for, uh, for Daniel and Keisha and for... Sean and Deanne, and for Shane and Natalie, and for all the other couples, Lord, that we have to look up to. I thank you for their willingness to share, to share some of their stories, to to open their uh, their hearts and lives, and, and share with us tonight. God, I pray that, or that we would take these things seriously. You told us to guard our hearts because the wellspring of life is there, and so I pray that we would not view our relationships with those around us as just just a game or just something to to take lighthearted, but we would take our hearts and the hearts of those around us with the gravity and seriousness that they deserve. God, I pray that you would um, guide us. Lord, that we would be in your word, we would be in prayer. That way we can know what your will is. Like um, God, like the word says, we'd be transformed so we could know your will. So that when the time comes to, to be asking these questions, we would already have a relationship with you and be able to hear your voice clearly and not have to Wait till something big and important comes up to try and figure out what you sound like. God, I pray that you would uh, bless every student here, bless their friends, bless their family. God, bless every relationship that they're involved in, God. And I pray that you would just be with us, have your will in our lives, God, and that you would uh, just have your way, God. You would, you would be everything to us, Lord. We love you and we thank you, God. In name we pray, amen.